tri-ball is ready. The Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast starts now. Hey everyone in Pinball Land, this is Johnny Pinball. Welcome to the Tri-Ball Podcast Episode 5. I'm Neil Graff. I'm also Matt McCarty. Two weeks, guys. We're finally on a schedule. Some people say there isn't enough news for every two weeks, but it looks like Haggis decided to give us some news. Let's dive into that well, shall we? Yes, they dropped their Centaur release, which was kind of predictable, but debatable as well. Well, you know, some some people thought it was 8-Ball Deluxe because they had that fake teaser trailer with both sounds in it. Yeah, I feel like we should get into that. Like, would you rather have 8-Ball Deluxe or Centaur as the remake? It's not a real question. (laughs) Well, I'll give you not a real answer. I lean 8-Ball Deluxe. Oh, my God. That's why I was saying it's not a real question. Why would you want 8-Ball Deluxe over Centaur? I'm on Team Centaur. Team Centaur. So two versus one. I got to defend myself now. All right. I just like the sounds of 8-Ball Deluxe. Just the I know. <laughs> Centaur has the same sounds, I understand, but the, I don't know. Okay, the thing Shock up. The thing about the 8 ball deluxe rule set is you just shoot the left orbit all day. It's a really one of those boring games and then you got some drop targets on the right, but you don't really shoot them. Well, that's why the 2.0 code is going to blow it wide open. It's like if you shoot the left orbit, you get minus 100 points. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I'm just speculating. This is all hypothetical, audience. Right? Yeah. No one. Know, there is no 2.0 eight ball deluxe code. So, yeah. but, but here's what I want in the 2.0 hypothetical code. They need to have in the Bally voice, "Welcome to Sharkies. Name your game," and oh. then you could say regular rules or 2.0 rules. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Like the eight ball versus nine ball. I like that idea actually. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, a pipe dream. Maybe it's going to be their third game. So let's talk about Centaur 2.0. Yeah, I think they already released the, like, rule sets and stuff for the, the 2.0 version, right? If I'm not mistaken. Like, they already have it mapped out. They have a flow chart somewhere, I think I saw. Kind of like a Jersey Jack-style flow chart, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, so I'm not, you know me, I'm, I'm not the rules guy here. So I'll yield to you guys if you had a chance to read it yet, if you think they look good. To be honest, I'm going to probably leave this to Neil because I've played Centaur before. And um, I know I got lucky in a league night. Like, I started multi-ball and just crushed everyone, but not really sure how I did it. Neil, if uh, you know anything about Centaur, now's your chance. Are you talking the original code? Well, yes. Yeah, the original code, has a. It's it's definitely a really good rule set. You got... There's just a bunch of strategies where you can, it's kind of, you're trying to get multi-ball. So there's orb shots up the middle that spell out O-R-B-S. And you want to hit them in order, to, in order to release orb. And that'll give you a two-ball multi-ball. Then you also um, get inlanes. Like when you get your four inlanes, you also get, it'll also kick out another ball for an orb. Uh, so people will shats that. That's a good tournament strategy. Also, going for the captive ball is a good way to get bonus multiplied. I mean, not, you know, just get bonus advances. And on the far right, you can also get a lot of points by shooting the drop targets on order, which will, uh, you know, give you stuff. I noticed you said orbs a lot. Did you know that their top-end model is called the Orblivion model? I did know that, actually. Well, yes, that's why. And the special orb topper that comes with that? I didn't see the new top. Did, have they released like a picture of the topper? Oh, oh yes. There's an orb on the top of it, and um, I think someone's calling right now. Let me check my phone. Uh, oh, it's Orbital Albert. He's from Canada. Hey, Orby. <laughs> just kidding on that. I was just going with the orb orb thing. So, is the is the topper like like is the because I know that I heard there's two different toppers, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a standard topper. And then the Orblivion topper, which has, like, that, I don't know, electric shock lines coming out of the back of it. That's the difference? It's probably a little bit more than that, but yes. It's got, like, a chick on it versus the beast. Oh, okay. I don't know her name, if she has a name. Sorry, I'm, like, staring at this spreadsheet to get the official name of this topper. I'm, like, trying to pull up the old rules. I don't know where I found them. I mean, the new rules. 
Yeah, the two choppers are completely different. I mean, they're very... Yeah, they're calling one of them the Underworld Queen Plasma Topper, and the other one's just considered um, the Interactive Beast Topper. Either way, both games come with a topper, no matter how much you spend. Correct. Now, the controversy here is the upper-end model has optional. They kind of backpedaled on this optional colored play field. Um, is that something you would order? No. I mean, don't think about that. I mean, no. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I don't think the color was what people wanted. I think the black and white's what attracts people to this game, and we've kind of seen a couple fan art projects in this style with that. What was it? Adam's Family that was redone in black and white, and then we got the monsters in black and white. Exactly. Like, that's sought after. The black and white on monsters is very nice looking, and same with... Um, think the twilight zone did one as well and you know the twilight zone adams family black and whites were right next to what game at uh expo oh fathom revisited weird but team black and white yeah do in you, my do opinion you, do you know who made the art originally on centaur i do not so the art was by paul ferris it says on pin side with his last game being twister for sega he also did paragon so that's cool I can see the similarities in Paragon and Centaur. Looks like he was a Bally guy at first. We've got him as Evil Knievel, 8-Ball, Centaur, Lost World, Playboy, Paragon, Future Spa, Space Invaders, Xenon. Yeah, I mean, Lost World and Paragon, they're pretty much, they're like similar in art, right? Yeah, they're like cousins. Say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He had a brief stint at Williams, probably when they were bought out. He did Grand Lizard, and then he went to Data East. So what do you guys think of the game? Well, um, company making it aside, I think the game looks really good. Of course, it's a brand new Centaur, so everything looks all shiny and pretty. The art's perfect. The cabinet's perfect. They did a good job with getting the aesthetics right on this. I mean, like cabinet head, coin door being stainless steel, start button placement type of thing. The apron with the LCDs looks pretty good, although I don't know if you guys have it pulled up. The little center where it would normally say Bally on the bow tie, I guess that's what it's called. It says Centaur now, and I feel like the LCDs are positioned just a little too close to that. Um, you'd have to see the picture to know what I'm talking about, but they just don't seem offset correctly. Yeah, I like that take. I'm not really going to think about it till people get their fathoms, so... Oh, so you're on the mindset, uh, you don't really care because the prior game they talked about two years ago hasn't really shipped to everyone yet? Exactly, and there's only 300 of them, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, we all know I have a high roller friend that gets a lot of new pinball machines and he's still waiting on his uh fathom so i'm not gonna care yeah and we haven't played these games yet right we haven't played fathom of course so like chicago gaming with their remakes they're a little bit different like a play style with their flippers rather than the originals so i wonder if that'll play into a factor and like i'm I'm i would assume so in like fathom and centaur with just flippers not being in the normal the normal shots you're gonna love this, Neil, or at least uh, everyone in Europe, because it's got that plastic playfield. I hear Europe's all oh. about <laughs> all about the playfield protectors. A lot of playfield protectors in Europe. So maybe that's where most of the sales are gonna be. Now, uh, Matt brings up a good point. Only 300 of these games made, so that's that's nothing. That's like a day at Stern Pinball. So it it is kind of eye-opening that a company can't even churn out 300 in two years. Yeah, because I did see somewhere that they were planning on finishing in March 2025 for these 300 games. Oh my, that's that's way too long. That is long. They said they'd start production in January of 2024 on Centaur. But no one has their Fathom games yet. Some people do, but I'm just looking at one example, and it's because it's close to me. He still doesn't have his Fathom game, so... And am I going to be able to play a Centaur? Nah, maybe. Yeah, we'd probably have a better chance playing an original Centaur and an original Fathom before we see these games in the wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be playing an original Centaur in a couple weeks at uh, Joe and Susan States because they have one, and it's nice. I know uh, down in Milwaukee, Dave Brennan has one. I've played his Centaur. It's a pretty fun game. He has a Fathom, too. A beautiful one. I guess, I guess we just don't know if Haggis is that reliable yet, you know? So it's like, can you even trust them putting out 300 games in Centaur? It's not a lot, but you kind of hope so. Their strategy seems to be, at least with this release, is we're going to target the top end of the pinball community. 
we can only make a few or we think we can only make a few so let's maximize the amount of money we make on each game we didn't even talk about the price the base model is ten thousand it wouldn't convert it from australian and the limited edition is sixteen thousand five hundred when converted so uh that's almost like three stern or it's like two two and a half stern pros yeah and i i guess i feel we're talking about Hagus a little too much because who cares even if they do make all their quota we're going to be playing it a whole heck of a lot no we're not all right let's move on then Hagus. see you later so i guess we should talk about the stern rumor their cornerstone will be dropped at comic-con pretty much everybody thinks it's venom so we should see a teaser or this week actually they drop them on tuesdays i thought the reveal was tuesdays no they drop everything on tuesdays could be tomorrow then could be tomorrow with this podcast could be irrelevant by the time <laughs> you're listening <laughs> yeah but uh, i mean <laughs> yeah exactly the comic vert the comic book version of Venom would be so much better than the movie because I know it'll be the comic book version, right? They don't, they're not gonna get. Yeah, the it won't be the movie. They won't get the movie, but it, it's it'd be out the movie by a million times. You know, the comics are by they're just superior in general, and you've seen with AIQ how they've done with AIQ, and it just makes it so much better. Yeah, you'd want to go comic uh, for Venom over the movie a thousand percent because that's where. Venom was established, and Venom got great in the comics. Uh, the movie is okay, it's fine, but comic is a lot better. What do you think about Brian Eddy making this game? You think he's got a hit in him this time? It's definitely scary so. after coming off of Mandalorian with not the best playfield. Not, you know, it kind of sank a little bit, but I, I mean, I got faith. It's he'll come out with a banger on Venom. You gotta believe. I think he will, too. I don't think he will. I'm going negative. I think Brian Eddy's best game at Stern is going to be Stranger Things still. The fan layout, Stranger Things? The fan layout, yes. All right, do we think Venom will be a fan layout, or do you think it'll be its own unique play field? Brian Eddy we're talking about here. Be smarty, go a fan. <laughs> Honestly, because Brian Eddy's greatest games are all fan layouts, uh, minus the shadow. But if he's smart, keep it fan. If it's fun, who cares? Okay, if I'm betting, I think I heard him interviewed once say he was going to not do a fan layout this time. I could be imagining this interview, but I feel like it was a couple of years ago, just after we had Mandalorian. So I'm going to say not a fan layout. I'm going to say three flipper game, um, not counting his little you know upper helmet flippers, like an actual three flipper game. I think, I'm hoping it's going to be unique. You know what I mean? It's just, and bring back the shadow days, you know, might see an upper play field. Who knows? I don't think we see an upper play field. You don't think so? I'm just imagining, you know what, like Kiss, you know how with the, has a, the demon head? Yeah. Has a lock? I'm just imagining the Venom head. That's literally, it's the same thing. Okay, so they could go into the stern part spin and retool that. Well, I'm going to mention something here that's been talked about, but the whole big tongue venom thing so when i was younger and collected comic books it really bothered me that so many artists took liberties of venom and made that huge mouth and huge tongue because that's not how todd mcfarlane envisioned venom and that's been brought up that todd mcfarlane doesn't like that and he might be related to this machine coming out you know, if him and Ozzy are at the booth at Comic-Con again. But anyway, I don't, I would not like that. And So you're no no head happen. with tongue? No big venom, no big head, venom head with the tongue. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the property, so I can't even, like, say, oh, I wish they would do a Johnny Mnemonic glove type thing. Like, I don't know anything about Venom. I know everything about Venom, so... But here's the thing, audience. Most Stern games that have come out, I've known nothing about until the game, and then I usually become fans. Like, I can't think of the last Stern game that I knew. Oh, Stranger Things was the last game I knew of the property. That's it. So, Matt, I want to ask you a quick question about Venom. Is, like, he's a bad guy in the comics, right? He's not a bad guy. When Venom came out, the only 
thing he wanted to do was kill Spider-Man. So I guess that makes him a bad guy. But he wasn't a villain. He wasn't taking advantage or robbing or, you know, doing other things. The only thing Venom's bottom line was, was to kill Spider-Man. That's it. He didn't hurt people. He didn't, you know, rob stores. He just wanted to kill Spider-Man. <laughs> so how do you hope? It. So how do you hope they portray Venom? Do you hope they portray him as like trying to kill Spider-Man or more of a, you know, whatever? Well, I think it'd be more of an anti-hero thing because they kind of teamed up to kill Carnage once Venom found out Carnage was killing innocent people because Venom isn't a villain. He doesn't want to kill innocent people. He just wants to kill Spider-Man. That's it. And um, I hope they do kind of something like that where Venom is definitely not a villain so it could be a hero pin you know he's helping people do you think spider-man makes an appearance then they'd have to if they have the rights for venom they have the rights for spider-man so yes he will be in the table and it would be awesome if they put carnage in there too maybe as one of the well yeah he'll be in there too yeah i don't know it'll be cool I'm kind of thinking, while you guys are kind of talking about what's going to be in the game, I'm thinking of the LCD screen. What style do you think it's going to be in? Will it be Deadpool 16-bit? Will it be Turtles, gross 3D animation? Or will it be like Avengers, where it's kind of like the animated? Avengers didn't have, you know, when I love Avengers, but the LCD did not do Avengers justice, and I think all of you can agree with me on that. Yeah, I mean, it, it would probably be leaning towards the Avengers side. Or maybe the Foo Fighters, because that was a really good. They they did really good animations for that. So oh, yeah, good call. I didn't think about the Foo Fighters. Yeah, Avengers was all static images of, you know, Zombietti's animations, which were great, but kind of more like Aerosmith than it was like Foo Fighters. And not even as good as Aerosmith, because Aerosmith had animations, and Avengers was all static images. There was nothing animated on Avengers. If you go back and play Game of Avengers, everything's static animations. There's no animations. Like, it's kind of bad that way. Well, I know Elwin, if you listen to his interview today uh, on just another pinball podcast with Joel Engelberth, kind of said he, he dialed it back from Jurassic Park Avengers for his next game or pardon me that's how he came up with Godzilla he wasn't doing as tournament style games and then Godzilla has way too many animations yeah now the music of Venom apparently has to do with Ozzy Osbourne is that really anything to do with what you know Matt or is that just kind of a happy coincidence well when you read comic books they typically don't play music so there's no (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm thinking about movies. I thought this was a movie property. It's too. not a movie property at all. Just scrub that. There's no... Venom the movie is really... If you were a comic book nerd, which I was, the movies have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the comic book. They just slapped Venom on a name on a movie to try to make money, and they did. And the movies aren't bad. But they have nothing to do with Venom. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Ozzy is in the game because his music is good. I think it would be good for pinball. But, you know, we'll see. Is this going to be like the closest Stern gets to a Black Sabbath game? Could be, if Ozzy is in it. Yeah, I mean, he was... All we're going off of, folks, if you don't remember last year's Comic-Con, they had a booth with Todd McFarlane and Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) I kind of feel sad for people that only know Venom from the movie because Venom is probably one of the greatest anti-heroes ever, and that's just from the comics. The movies have really nothing to do with that. Just thought about this. What if Stern is not going to have Zombie Yeti on this game? What if it's Randy Martinez? Well, yeah, I mean, he did find. He's got some Venom art out there. Yeah, he does. The reason, only reason I bring that up is I talked to him. I don't know what year it was about him working at Stern on another game after The Mandalorian, and he said, you know, as much as they can say at a convention, he's like, oh, you know, it's like it's not out of the possibility, and I sure would love to do another game, like kind of wink, wink, like he was. So maybe yeah, trying to hint at it a little bit. Well, trying to confirm without officially confirming. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, Zombie Yeti's doing a lot of games. You think he might need a break. 
You would think. But maybe not. Maybe the guy's just a machine. But the art's good, though. It's what the people want. It's what the people want. The people want Iron Maidens, and they're making Iron Maidens. So, speaking of which, do you have an Iron Maiden coming, Johnny? Oh, what? Yes, I paid the money today to have an Iron Maiden coming. Yay! Yeah, Stern Pro Circuit. Yeah, I sat on that for a couple of weeks. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. And then the, all the other podcasters, you know, not knowing I was facing this moral dilemma, kept saying about how great Iron Maiden was and blah, blah, blah. It pushed me over the edge. It is an amazing game, though. So, for all you listeners, Johnny Pinball has an Iron Maiden coming to his house, bought with the IFPA Rewards Program. Yeah, the IFPA Rewards Program isn't that great. And I assume if you have a relationship with a dealer, you'd be getting the same price. Because essentially, after shipping, it's $400 off. But to your door. It's to it your is to, door. I think it's to my door. I'm not sure. It is to your door, because I've bought two games with the Stern IFPA Rewards Program. The deal used to be no like no shipping added on either, but the, I know I think they switched that. Is that right, man? They did. Yeah. Shipping's five hundred dollars right yeah. now. Wow. Oh well, I don't have a relationship with a dealer, so I'll take this deal. But I think you'll be pretty happy with that. Yeah, as long as it doesn't come out of the box broken like sometimes you see on Pinside, because <laughs> I don't know who I would call for support because my dealer is the manufacturer. But yeah. Knock on wood. Because you don't know anybody who could work on pinball machines. Well, not if it's a warranty claim. Like, what if the cabinet has a huge gouge in it because they busted through the box or something, you know? Then you make more gouges and then sell it (laughs) as a uh, custom. Custom. It has patina on it. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, it's a great game. Um, That's kind of my first uh, Midwest Gaming Classic was when Iron Maiden came out, and that was really fun to play that there in 2018. All right. So, Neil, what tournaments do we have coming up competitively that are interesting? I know we're both going to the Silver Bowl Social at the end of the month. That's the one in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, my dad, Fox City's Pinball, will be streaming that one. Is there any spots open? I know there was last week. I think there are. Yeah, you could just look up Silver Bowl Super Social. It's right there on Eventbrite. I'll admit, I was very tempted to sign up for that. It's just having to get a hotel kind of cheapened my <laughs> my eagerness to sign up. Yeah, you're not staying in my room. Yeah, we went over <laughs> that last time. You don't have roommates. We understand. <laughs> Doesn't like his roommates. Yeah. But it looks really I fun. I like to bring uh, Woman of Disrepute back to my room. Like 35 games? Yeah, it's like at a bowling alley area. So if you're not feeling the pinball, go bowl. <laughs> go bit. do some cosmic bowling. Uh, did, you, did you guys look at the game list recently? I kind of have it in memory. Uh, I've been there before, so that's my only It seems to lean pretty new, so last week I was complaining about not enough JGP games. I think they had a few on the list. Yeah, I think they got almost all, if I can't remember. And they uh, have a lot of American pinball machines, too. Yeah, that scares me. <laughs> and they got Pulp Fiction. They have the Galactic Tank Force on the list. I'm disappointed you guys didn't play GTF. I have a lot to say about it. Well, I need a, you know, it's kind of like, hey, you should come play, but then I don't have the context, like, you really want us to come play? Then I would have dropped everything I was doing for you, Matt. I would have came over. I know you would have, Johnny. You're the best. All right. We have the Silverball Social, um, streamed by Fox City's Pinball. Uh, lots of good players there. That should be interesting. Fairly priced, yeah. too. Looked like it was yeah. rather cheap. Yeah, for a 300%er as a main event, you know, that's like the max TGP you can get nowadays if it's not a, a major. So it's worth it. Pay for points, people. You. All right, strategy. How are you guys going to take the lead in this game? Kick Bagwell in the nuts. Okay. <laughs> Bagwell's out. He's down. Then go for Travis. Travis is the other. Travis is the is the TD I heard. So are we, not, are we taking him out too? Tanya Harding style? Taking him out. Well, I can grease Travis as a TD, so I'm going to keep him in rule in my favor yeah because you are the td i forgot that's right you're a super td not according to travis sometimes but (laughs) do we need to have travis on and have a td battle oh i think we should 
epic TV battle. No, and I'll keep this quick, but I remember when I had a question about a TD ruling and Travis was there, he's like, I know the ruling, but I'm not going to tell you. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I think he was I think he was kind of being like the mother robin and pushing the baby bird out of the tree to see if I could fly. Uh, fledge the nest. I'm going to keep it at that. Was it a simple ruling? Like, did you know it? Um, I did, but I kind of wanted to have help with it. <laughs> you always want the you always want the backup. Yeah. So many sirens. I do, right I now. do hear sirens. Yeah. Yes. I think they're coming for me. They coming for Johnny. the Iron Maiden. I live in the city, folks. There's lots of noises. I don't live in a nice, quiet suburb. If you if you call Green Bay a city. Don't dox me. <laughs> Some people will not call it a city at all. It's a city as a professional sports team. Yeah, very good point. Travis does say it's one of the best, like, community-based football field. Like, the community with the Packers and everything. It's a real thing. It's real. We'll get him here someday. He's slowly yeah. moving north. He is. So that's happening at the end of July. Um, that should be fun. Um, Neil, did you want to talk about the Amazing Race? Yeah, so the Amazing Race happened a couple weekends ago, and they had, like, a whole situation with a power outage. Like, a storm hit them in Ohio and lost all power. All the games shut down. So they had to get Brian Shepard. He works for the IFPA. They had to get his – so he brought it basically brought his truck generator over and they plugged it to one machine and they were playing one game at a time and it's a ladder format so kind of worked well with that well good on brian shepherd that's amazing that he was able to complete the tournament doing that yeah that's a really nice thing to do and and luckily well i mean we've had flooding going on at one of our pinball tournaments and we had to shut down i believe that was uh at your house neil but, uh, yeah, it was it was pouring and just like through the basement window. We got a little basement window and just started flooding the basement. So we had to cancel our league night because I believe it was a league night. Yeah, it was. And we got it, we got it all fixed out. It was it was it was fine. weird because like Neil was behind that night and all of a sudden one of the graphs basement windows started leaking. I'm like, oh, <laughs> coincidence? Or you know, I saw Neil with a razor blade earlier, but. <laughs> Hey, whatever it takes to win. I think that was like last year's league. Match, that was a while ago. Right? Yeah. I mean, but either way, you're still doing bad. <laughs> I have not had the privilege to play there yet. Maybe you guys will let me in the league as an honorary guest. Yeah, I mean, I'm leaving. Take my spot. Steal it from you. Take his belt, too. Oh, that's coming at the next heads up. Taking the belts. Both your belts. The next Bond 60th heads up. <laughs> my dad did say he will do it. Okay, so. so we got one side of the coin in agreement. What about the yeah. other owner? I'm pretty sure oh, Dave's, 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 Dave's down. <laughs> There's no question about that one. Yeah, so it'll happen. He's excited. He's the most excited about it out of anybody. So I know I was talking with my dad earlier. He said probably September, just an estimate. Okay, I should be, be available. Should be available in September. I won't be available. What? That's all right. College, man. Well, we'll do it on a weekend. Got to fly out you, just for a Bond 60th belt. Yeah, well, you picked the faraway college. <laughs> It'll be the first one ever. Yeah. First one ever, guys. Can't let Matt win another belt. So, Well, if you're not there, I got to take him down then. Neil, how is the Amazing Race like formatted before? Yeah, I mean, that's cool that he, he made it up, but how is that uh, formatted before, you know, just as a tournament in general? You talking about the ladder format? Tournament? Yeah. Because there's two different ladder formats. The one at Amazing Race, they do everybody plays the first game. The worst person, so like let's say six, let's say ten people are playing uh, the first game, just to be just for an example. The worst score gets eliminated. So then nine people move on to the next game. Then eight. Then seven until you only have one person left. That's how the format. Oh, that's interesting. I kind of like that. Now, my mind goes to a race. Is there some sort of race involved? Well, the qualifying portion is a target match play, so you're racing to a target score. Okay, so you're not you're not looking for clues and going to different locations to play games? Where'd you get that from, John? It's the Amazing Race! I'm the Amazing Race, Neil! <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's a TV show. I've never seen this. 
Oh, that's why it makes so much sense to him. And I'm like, what is he talking about calling it that? <laughs> it's because it's a uh, you would have saw oh. if it was a race towards Wiener, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. On that note, the Summer Pinball Classic, August 17th through the 20th. I won't be here for half of it because I have to go to a <laughs> I have to go to a wedding. So, but it's a lot of pinball. You know, if you're coming, because registration's over. I think there's actually still spots. If you still want to come, there's still spots, and it'll be a lot of pinball. Two certified plus tournaments, which means two 300% tournaments. One of them a classic. One of them main. Uh, I I think there's like six tournaments included. I'm not 100% sure on this. I know there's a warm-up day on Wednesday, and then there's a Tilden Tuesday on Tuesday. So, a lot of pinball. Starting Tuesday and ending on Sunday. So, Neil's out. I'm out. I'm on vacation that week. What about you, Matt? Are you in? Yes, I'm a tournament director. I'm always in. The Bozo TD. Speaking of which... Is Matt a Bozo? Or Super Genius? Do you have anything for me this week, Neil? Yeah, I got one. I don't think it's too bad. We'll just, uh... Alright, here it is, Matt. Are you a bozo or a super genius? So, we our situation is... Let's say, hypothetically, I'm playing the game. I get the extra ball. And I decide to plunge it and play it. Now, there's no... Nobody... No written rule that says... Uh, no no playing ex like plunge extra balls the TD didn't say plunge extra balls but I trap up because I think I played an extra ball so I go, go get the TD what do you do if nothing's been established I let you play that extra ball if we never said you can't play it if it's not written anywhere then go nuts yeah because the IFA rules state you can play your extra balls unless stated by a TD that one was a nice, like, easy warm-up getting back into it, Matt, after after last episode. I mean, if it would have, you know, happened in a normal situation, I would have walked up to the table and gave you a rock bottom and been like, that's what you get for playing an extra ball and let that ball drain while you're laying on the floor <laughs> unconscious. But So that's what you have to look forward to. Well, that escalated. Yeah. No extra balls. Boom. People have spoken. And that's what we do in wrestling pinball. That'd be a cool sport. Instead of like, you know how they make boxing chest? It's it's wrestling pinball. I would love that. Spears being handed out left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Playfield's coming off the wall. People hitting each other with them. So I wanted to mention to you guys, um, I played in a tournament this Saturday Hosted by uh, Neo Skywalker, his annual Pirates Booty Tournament, which is fantastic. And Neo does a fantastic job hosting his tournaments. Lots of entering machines play, and his basement is uh, decorated like a pirate ship, and it's amazing. So if you have never been there, try to go. The tournament is open to the public. He posts it every year. Um, so the qualifying format was pin bowling, kind of like pin golf. I mean, very similar, but in a bowling score format where you have a target score, everybody plays 10 games, uh, each has their own target score. If you get the target score on the first ball, you get a strike on the second ball, you get a spare. If not, there's point thresholds. So if uh, let's make it easy and say the threshold was 100,000 points um, for a strike on the first ball. If you get 70,000, then you get a 7. Um, on your second ball, if you end up with 90,000, you get a 9 for the whole ball. Um, what do you guys think about that kind of format? Is that something that would interest you? Yeah, that's interesting. That's like the opposite of pin golf. You know what I mean? Whereas, like in the with the scoring, right? You try to get if you get hundred thousand, you get lower score. But yeah, yeah, I would do it. It sounds fun. Anything that changes up the standard match play, I'm for. And is it like bowling scoring where you actually like if you get strikes, it's like some multiplier or something? It I don't is. Know. I don't it is exactly, scoring. Neil. So 
you want to look at the banks and try to you want to put your best games together in a row you know so if you get a like this happened to me I was playing a uh, locomotion was the game and it's an older Zachariah game and I I got like a one on my first ball but I pounded out my second ball and I got a strike or ended up getting a spare had a very good second ball so the next game you need to have a great first ball to capitalize on that spare and I did not so you know it makes it interesting yeah 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 and I think uh, Sheldon Olson was the person who had the best qualifying on that one and he got a trophy out of that and um, after the qualifying he had a uh, three classes A, B, and C. I was locked to A and um, I think I finished like sixth or seventh but um, not sure who won it all. I should have researched that a little bit but uh, I think... Uh, was the playoffs also uh, pin bowling? No, the playoffs are just match play. Okay. And he had two game banks um, themed so you played five rounds of match play in two game banks. So 10 total games. It was a great tournament. It always is. He has the coolest trophies in the world. There are ships in a bottle. Super cool. Neo does a great job. Um, How was the food? The food was good. Tacos. I've, yeah, I've heard the food is kind of famous there. Turkey meat. Very good. All right. Well, next year, since that already happened, so mark your calendars for 2024. I will let you guys know beforehand when it comes up so you yeah. can sign up. I have a fun little segment I'd like to introduce. It's called Johnny's Community Calendar. I'm going to randomly pick a city in the United States and see what tournaments are going on within the default 75-mile radius on the IFPA website. Sound like fun? Yeah. Sounds like fun. All right, let's get the dartboard here. Waterloo, Iowa. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Waterloo. What do we know about Waterloo? Um, I don't know anything. <laughs> name's familiar. All right, we're just going to do some very basic research here. It looks like it's a city of 67,000 people. Okay. Originally known as Prairie Rapids Crossing. Ooh, okay. There we go. First settled in 1845. But how is it now in 2023? How is their pinball scene? Well, if you're from Waterloo, Iowa, you're going to be going to the Spare Me July Tournament. That's July 12th in Iowa City, Iowa. Now this is group match play, roughly four people to a machine, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., just a dollar entrance fee. All are welcome, and there's no player cap. Oh, that's awesome, a $1 entrance fee. That just covers the IFPA fee right there. I know, it sounds like a fun tournament. That's 404 East College Street, Iowa City, Iowa. So, will you be there, Neil? That sounds like a drive for me to go there. If I was in Iowa, I would be there. You'd be TDing it. Oh, I know yeah. you would. Yeah, if I was around that area in Iowa, 100% I'd be there. All right, I found their Facebook page. They're even that organized. It looks like it's at a bowling place. Spare Me Bull and Arcade. That would make sense with the spare. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. So maybe they'll have pin bowling there. Pin bowling. And they might. And they might have the game that you guys, I'm going to have you guess. Out of it's time for questions with Matt. Questions with Matt. So I was going to say 20 questions, but I've changed it. So I'm going to do the format a little differently. I'm going to give you guys clues directly from IPMD. I, I really need to talk about the Spare Me Pinball Tournament one last time. They have pizza by the slice and free beer tasting as well that night. Oh, my God. Why don't we have that at District 82? I would do that. <laughs> Well, we do have pizza by the slice sometimes when the right That's food truck true. shows up. Okay, okay, back to your game. All right, so I'm going to give you guys eight questions of yes or no to guess a game, but I'm going to give you clues beforehand to make it a little bit easier, hence going from 20 to 8. So <clears throat> the biggest one, biggest clue right now, the game is a DMD game. And just for ground rules, while we're playing this game, no internet, correct? We have to just use our memories. Correct. You guys can't 
you know, cheat. And the notable features, it's a two-flipper game, three pop-bumpers, two slingshots. Amazing, right? I know. <laughs> Sounds like a stern. Um, one captive ball, three drop targets, and the designer of the game has a vacation, or I'm sorry, vacation cottage in Wisconsin. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, right? I know. How many flippers did you say it so, was? How many what? flippers? Two. And was the designer male or female? In this day and age, I can't answer that because they may have changed <laughs> since they designed the game. <laughs> all right, not how I expected you to answer that question. So you have all the criteria. I'm going to give Neil the first yes or no question. All right. Okay. Okay, we're going to try to figure out the designer first, Johnny. Yeah, we want to know the name of the game, right? That's the end goal. The end goal is the name of the game, obviously. Okay. Right. So, Neil, whatever okay. you want, I just doesn't help me. I'm not an encyclopedia mm. on games. Okay, we'll go by year. Um, all right, we'll just say, was it after the year 2015? No, oh, it's a DMD. It's a DMD, so oh, that's the the best bozo question, Neil, you could have asked. So, okay, there you go, Uh, Johnny. (laughs) It's your question. We know it's not after 2015. What is it? A George Gomez game? It is not. You guys are down to six questions, Neil. This is tricky, actually. It's really not. (laughs) It's really not. He says (laughs) it's it's going to be an obvious game, but. Like, with only eight, you can rule out Corvette. You can rule out Monster Bash. Uh, Anything with three flipper, three flippers, we can rule out. Uh, what's that basketball game he did? He ruled that one out. NBA Fast Break. It's not Gomez. I know. I'm telling him to rule those out. Rule those out. Yeah. Yeah, you could rule them out because there's no Gomez game. <laughs> the host is getting <laughs> aggravated. <laughs> Oh, my god! Can you imagine Drew Carey off camera, what he's saying to the contestants? <laughs> the price right? is wrong, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after the year 2005. That's the Why'd question. you pick that year? Just, I'm throwing okay. out a year. We're throwing out years. It is after 2005. Great question, Neil. Okay, 2005, we had NASCAR that year. But it's after that. So 2006, Pirates of the Caribbean. Does that have a captive ball? Pirates of the Caribbean does have a That's a two-flipper game. But it doesn't have three drop targets. Okay. Uh, we have Wheel of Fortune. We have Wheel of Fortune there. Wheel of Fortune does, has, has three line. drop targets. Two flippers. It's my favorite game. <laughs> is it Wheel of Fortune? It is not. It went Wheel all in on it. It wasn't Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. So now you guys are down to four wow. questions. In Dude, Matt gave the face like off. it was Wheel of Fortune. Oh, my gosh. So this is what we know. It's after 2005. It's before 2015. It's not Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's not George Gomez designed. Okay. What about, like, an upper play field question? What do you think about that, Johnny? I don't think there's too many games with an upper. I can't think of any besides Family Guy and Simpsons, but Simpsons. I'm thinking of only Family Guy, but that has an upper flipper. True, so that would rule that out automatically. Um, Let's talk it out, as they say. Let's go back because we can remember Kiss. Does Kiss have a captive ball? No, Kiss doesn't have a captive ball. What was before Kiss? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has the it has the ram, but that's not a captive ball. He didn't specify model so i would assume it's before pro premium if you can confidently say just two flippers oh what about what are we what about metallica that's two flippers Met- i'm thinking metallica, metallica actually, has that's three has three targets yeah. drop targets where's the captive, captive ball? ball all right i'm, I'm going okay. metallica is it metallica neil you are right it Dude, is metallica i'm like that two for two i shouldn't let you guys uh talk it out congratulations neil Matt was making fun of me because of that 2015 question, but it paid off. It did. Got Metallica. We were able to rule out Ghostbusters, which, Let's which go. has a captive ball. It does. Yeah. And it has the Scalari brothers. Yeah. 
two targets. Just do that. <laughs> Metallica doesn't have three drop targets. Or, I mean, yeah. yes, it does. Uh, Ghostbusters, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. All right. Have we, we stumped McCarty all three times? Well, that's because I shouldn't let you guys talk it out. but And you did, and you got it. Congratulations. Congratulations. And John Borg does have a vacation cottage in Wisconsin. But, wow. <laughs> Do you know where? I'm not allowed to say. You can't say the township. Correct. Can you say the county it's in? I'm um, thinking. It's a uh, suck it. I'm thinking Lincoln County. County. <laughs> suck it pinball. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. He's, he's not telling folks. We're not going to be able to visit him. Borg out, as they say in the pinball community. Yeah. Borg out. Borg out, yo. Oh, well, you oh. know, while we're talking about Wheel of Fortune, we probably have, or I have a confession to make. A couple episodes ago, I got to pick a bank in the playoffs, District 82. And that bank was Godzilla, Wheel of Fortune, Stars, and Mousing Around. And I lost on it. And everyone here thought that was the worst okay. bank ever. Am I right with that statement? Terrible bank. Terrible. Terrible. Bank. Okay. Horrible. Um, I made playoffs again, and I got to pick uh, two weeks ago. And I picked the same bank again. <laughs> How did that bank work out for you, Johnny? It worked out even worse the second time. I got, like, no points. So needless to say, I think that bank is gone now. Uh, Eric moved him around, so I can't pick it again. I think he was sick of me picking it because he was in my group that second time. He probably felt bad for you, honestly. Well, you think it was a pity choice? Yeah. He was doing it for your own benefit. Wheel of Fortune should be easier than it is for me. Everyone else seems to play it really well. I, don't, I never get the free spins. Okay, gotta get them free spins. How do you get the free spins, Neil? Drop targets. Boom. I've got a gameplay question on Wheel of Fortune. Um, you know, sometimes the return ramp on the left has that up post. Yeah. The ball just kind of stops there. It yes. seems like it's waiting for some input. What am I missing? The fl- You have to flip the flippers. You have to flip what the What does buttons. that accomplish? It brings it down the drops. post. Am I solving a puzzle or something? No, just brings down the post for the ball to come back. Otherwise, it'll ball search and flip your flippers for you. But what's the reason of that feature? Ask the Wheel of Fortune developer. Oh, so you don't really know. There's not, like, some secret. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> okay. Okay, I thought I was just stupid playing the game. Like, why does it always stop there? It's really bad, yeah, how they so it's just bad code. program that. Yes, I don't like it. Yeah, that is kind of lame. It's like, I'm looking at the screen. The screen's not saying anything. Like, what am I missing? You just have to know. Come on, Stern. I'd like a code update for Wheel of Fortune. I can, I can relate to Johnny here because, actually, the screen does say something. It says solve puzzle. That's what I thought, yeah. So you're sitting there... Like, should I like be flipping for letters or uh, something? figuring something out? But no. Okay, so useless part of the game. Did you hear that Pat say Jack is retiring from Wheel of Fortune? Can you repeat that again? Yeah, this host of Wheel of Fortune is retiring. Did you hear that? Oh, no. Pat say Jack. I don't know his name. <laughs> Pat say Jack. <laughs> yeah, and there's also a special on bread pudding, too, at the grocery store. While we're talking about things senior citizens like Wheel of Fortune, bread pudding, <laughs> cranberries. Do people... Who likes bread Old pudding? Old people like bread pudding. I worked at a deli department. The over 70 crowd loved it. All right. Do you like Fair bread enough. pudding, Johnny? I don't necessarily like it as much as they did. I prefer a brownie myself. Good old-fashioned brownie? Yeah, with the white powdered sugar on top. I don't like pudding in general, much less bread Well, bread pudding's pudding, like a brownie, so. kind of, except it's not chocolate. Audience, uh, why don't you write in what your favorite dessert is when you're outside to tryballpodcast at gmail.com. We're pretty lonely here. We check it every week. No one ever writes in. I think Neil's on suicide watch because of that. So let's let's turn <laughs> this around and have someone write in. I want at least one email. And it better not be spam. <laughs> well, now it's going to be spam. <laughs> oh, I think it's time for Neil Graphs. Buy, sell, burn. What do we got, Neil, this week? We got the rock bands, got ACDC, Metallica, and Aerosmith. All right, this seems, for me, this is going to be easy. I don't know about you, McCarty. Ah, it's easy. It's easy, okay. Do you want to go first, Mr. Easy? Um, all right. Well, we're going to burn Aerosmith. That's simple. Um, bye... Metallica and sell ACDC. I'd say pretty pretty predictable there, what Matt said. I also think the, the weakest link here is Aerosmith, so I will burn that with you. So we lost... I'm going to burn a premium Aerosmith, uh, just for the record. 
and I'm going oh. to keep a premium ACDC and sell my Metallica. Okay. Switch it up there a little bit. I will also switch mine from both of yours. I will do... I am burning ACDC. We're going to fight. Selling Aerosmith. <laughs> selling my Aerosmith and then uh, buying a Metallica. Okay, so you and Matt both are buying the Metallica. What is it about that game? First of all, are you going Pro or Premium Metallica? Uh, it doesn't really matter. I let It doesn't matter. The spinners I mean, are nice. Spinners. It's spinners, man. Exactly. I've never seen a premium. I mean, so that's the only thing. Well, the spinner and the hammer lock. Yeah. What else? Okay, so the reason why I picked ACDC is it was at District 82 for like a year, and then it just abruptly got up and walked out the door and left. So I have a lot of time on Metallica because it's always there, but ACDC, never seen one since. So I remember liking it, but I, you know, it's been like four years since I last saw it. To me, ACDC is kind of a boring game. You just kind of shoot ramps, get the multi-ball, you know, repeat. Get your suit big, get a big song jackpot, repeat. Sparky's probably the better toy over the bell. Yeah. You got a lot. The code is really good on Metallica. Yeah, I really like Metallica, too. Metallica is a great game. And so is ACDC. But ACDC tells me to play better. Aerosmith's a good game. Guys, there's one topic we didn't talk about yet. I think we should talk about the Pinball Brothers have lowered their price of their cool. How did we forget? Champions Edition. $300 discount on Neil's favorite game. <laughs> it must have been me. They must have heard I was talking about it. That's why they lowered Dude, it. Dude, I was listening to that yesterday or whatever day that was, and I, I thought of Neil Graff right away. I'm like, that's why they lowered the price. I'm sure of it's it. That's exactly why. People are like, Neil's bashing it. I can't buy this game. So they had to lower the price for the demand. Do you know if that's the same price? So the new price is eighty nine ninety five. Do you think is that the same price as Alien? Ooh, I do not know that. I thought Alien was cheaper, but I'm I have no clue. All right, I'm going to Flippin' Out's website because they are search engine optimized, and they're the first result when you Google Alien Pinball, and it just says one thousand dollar pre order. That doesn't help us. I've played both games, Queen very briefly alien a little more because my friend has one and <laughs> aliens by far the better game oh yeah 100 percent. okay so the alien price is ten thousand two hundred sixty nine dollars so it cost a lot for the lv the limited version oh okay see the queen they lowered the queen's price but for the lower version like their pro edition I would say Queen is like a premium edition because it's not really that much missing out of it. Like a pro is more stripped down, I would say. Bless you, Matt. <laughs> All right, that's a. Um, I apologize. A <laughs> I took my headset instead of muting. <laughs> it doesn't look like you can get the standard version of Alien anymore, at least on this website. So I don't know what that was for price. It, in fairness, like Alien Queen. If you stripped them down, if you made Queen like a theme that I would love, like WWE or something like that, and Alien, uh, Alien's still a better game, like design-wise, by far. Well, that's the thing. Queen's actually a good theme. You know what I mean? There are pe- there's Queen's a great there's theme. Queen's an amazing yeah, theme. Yeah, there's people who'd kill for that theme, but it's just such a crappy game that they ruined it. It it really is yeah i talked about that on my other podcast uh the totally pinball podcast actually went over a segment on wasted themes and i had queen right up there with led zeppelin so had to be number one queen had it to had to be one. taken i actually got the price of the standard alien here it's 85.95 so it's still a little cheaper than the new queen price okay um i would like to talk about this uh, Party Cardi has had a 180 on Galactic Tank. Are you Force. joining my camp? And I was, I was trying to get these guys to join me so all three of us could play the game, so we'd have more to talk about, and a future episode for sure. But I'm having fun playing the game now that one is on location at Lumberjack Johnny's in Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, in all its glory. Go play it. It's fun. You're having fun just shooting a tank over and over and over? 
Well, you don't do that. There's rules, and when you learn... Uh, in the version of the code you were playing, how's the audio balancing? Does it sound like they kind of got that corrected? I don't know. I don't pay attention to that shit. I just play pinball. Matt doesn't know how to play pinball. <laughs> he doesn't he use his works. ears, apparently. <laughs> I do. Well, it, it seems fine, but we always just yell, Bowden, when we see his name on the screen and uh, listen to the dork talk and stuff like that. Talk about the, uh, what do they call that, the bonus count-up where they always have the quips about, you know, like fudge and ice cream. Are those... The game is filled with double entendres. Okay, that's what I was getting at. Okay. Like, it's it's great. It's like, oh, collect your sack of nuts, you know, <laughs> and hit the fudge tunnel. You know, like, it, it, like, campiness, like, there's no doubt, and everybody knows the campiness is there. And it's, it's attractive. But uh, it, it's actually a pretty good game. There are some, you know, minor things to say negative about it um and we'll bring that up i i would love to have you two there and and we'd all three of us play and point out all the shit all the good and the whole galactic tank force bundle so hopefully we'll have you uh, have that for you next episode yeah because it's at lumberjack johnny's so anybody in that area we do well, fortunately, Lumberjack open, Johnny's is open many days a week for all your axe throwing and pinball playing needs and beer and pizza. Sounds like a win-win. Kingpin pizza. It is. Stuff. And shout out to Dave. He's a great guy. So if you're in the area oh, yeah. vacationing, maybe you're coming here for a Packer game or you're coming here for a Gambler's game or you're coming here for pinball, stop at Lumberjack's. Yes, yes. Well, it's 9.39 p.m., and if you know anything about me, and these two won't, because we only know each other through pinball, 9.39 was the best socket CPU AMD ever produced. That is the AMD Athlon 64 CPU and the X2 CPUs. So I think that's a sign that we should end it right now. Right now. Right now. We don't want to move on to 9.40. <laughs> Done. We don't talk about socket 9.40. As always, when you're wrapping up, make sure to use some Glad Cling Wrap to keep your pinball fresh and tidy for next time. I am Johnny Pinball. You can reach me on Facebook under Johnny Pinball, on YouTube under Johnny Pinball, or at the Triball Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. I'm Matt McCarty. You can find me on Facebook, or you can come hang out with me at District 82 on a Tilton Tuesday. And I'm Neil Graff. You can see me on Facebook, Fox City's Pinball Stream sometimes, and... Uh, uh, we got the Tribal podcast on Facebook, so check that out. Yeah, give us a like, guys. We'll catch you next time on The Flip. Borg out. Let's give a huge thanks to Rick Sanchez for killing World Ender, putting this awesome party together, and for booking one of the hottest talents out there, Logic! Oh yeah! Are you ready? There's a choo-choo train, man, he's rolling down tragedy. Everybody knows supernova fights gravity. Can't forget about the one who never seems to get a chance. No, no. All the bitches come around for. No, no. His dick gets more business than you too. Everybody who the f is noob noob? No, no.